Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? It's Hollywood Unlocked and Censored. I'm Jason Lee. Yeah, it's DJ Damage. All right, Melissa Ford is uh, still not here. She's um, with her mom, and we send her our prayers. And, That's right. Uh, we hope all is well. All right, so look, make sure you're listening to us on iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Some hating-ass nigga gave us a... a what a- I don't know what they did, but we have 4.7 now. We're going to nah. get it up to 5. Well, yeah, we got to bump that up. Yeah, bump that up. Bump it up. You know, I hear words, and it literally <laughs> will take the show in a whole different direction. You know, because I was having a conversation with somebody about herpes. and Why? Because there's just things in life that I don't want to get. I don't want to get more depressed. Okay. I don't want to get more uh, taxes, because the taxes right oh now are my crazy. Yeah, I'm doing my taxes tomorrow. And I don't want to do, get herpes. I mean, Lord forbid it, you know, hopefully not. You no, ain't no hopefully not, nigga. I'm not getting it. But Are I, you practicing safe sex? Of course. Well, I mean, when I'm sober. <laughs> no, I'm just playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> Somebody did come into my life who used to be in my life who said to me that they that they still liked me, but that they, you know, had herpes. Oh. So I had to decide. Is that a deal breaker? Yeah, that's a deal breaker. I don't know. Is it a deal breaker? Is that a deal breaker? Can Do you, you know like one in three people have herpes? Really? Yeah. Oh, somebody told me the other night at dinner that we all have herpes. Yeah, I think we all have some kind of no, form of nope, herpes. Nope, no, no. I had not, to, I, not, you didn't I, have to learn about this in school? I think I dropped out and went to college. <laughs> I but, dropped and out dropped out of that, too. And went to college. <laughs> I'm an author. But the point is, is that where is this whole thing like, okay, I know we all have mucus. Yeah. But, like, now we all have herpes. If you get cold sores, that's I don't get cold sores. I don't get cold sores. Oh, then you don't got herpes. But, you no, know. this person is convinced that we all have herpes. <laughs> Sort of God, I said at dinner. We were at dinner eating. First of all, you should not be talking about herpes, herpes at dinner. Over food. Now I'm in your mouth, and then maybe, maybe your tongue moves a certain direction. There's an extra piece of lettuce. Now I think you got a herpes. I'm looking at your utensils too close to mine. I don't know. I just pray that everybody uh, doesn't get herpes. Yeah, you know. What if you were dating a girl and then you went to kiss her and when you kissed her you felt a bump on her tongue and realized a that you bump were kissing, on her tongue? But you were kissing a herpes. Would you? <laughs> would you say something? Hell yeah! But can you get herpes on your tongue? Can you? No, I think you, yeah. Look, everybody shaking their head. No, and they got perm- and they got permanent gonorrhea. Let me permanent let me, gonorrhea. So, so the people that are listening, I know coronavirus is this big thing, right? Everybody in the world is walking around looking at. And I don't know why you're just looking at Asian people because there yeah, are other people can who have it. coronavirus at this point. Exactly. So please stop discriminating against our Asian Americans. But my point is that now we have people are not worried about the things that are closer to them than coronavirus. Like the flu. Like a bitch with herpes in her mouth or a nigga who has permanent gonorrhea. What the fuck is permanent gonorrhea? <laughs> you can like you know how you catch gonorrhea. I heard about this. Now they say you cannot get rid of it. Where it just burns forever? We're just you just keep it. This is an infinite burn. I don't have it, so it's I like hell. <laughs> yeah, for those of you that believe in hell, I believe that in hell. That hellfire. All right. So what would you say though to a girl who you're kissing and then you feel a bump in her mouth and realize a that bump she's on not her tongue? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you might get punched. You got a bump <laughs> a bump on your tongue. If you kissing a girl and you feel a bump on her tongue. Yeah, but she might have thought it was. Well, I'm like, supposed to grab her face and like, open your mouth. Let me see. You're supposed to inspect. Don't you look at everything you eat before you taste it? I don't think you've ever inspected a dude's mouth. I've inspected a dude's everything. You're absolutely. So before you kiss a dude, you open up his mouth like say ah with I the mean, little. If, I, if I'm sober, but with the popsicle stick, let me see. I told y'all the story about the doctor with the popsicle stick. <laughs> I'm still traumatized by that. Um, okay, so 
Anyway, I don't understand this whole everybody has herpes thing, and I'm done. They say one in three. This is a bumpy subject. One in three. Uh, Mar, what are we talking about? What is this show even about? <laughs> you, why, why are we doing this show? I want to give up every day when I come to this show because I know I'm going to get in trouble for something. Yeah, we, we've been kind of teetering the line recently. Yeah, well, I will say to people, this is an uncensored show. However, our last episode, we had to edit a couple things out. <laughs> Because we just went too far. Damn Claudia Jordan, you are not welcome to the show again. Now you can come back. She brings something out of you, Jason, that I I haven't seen before. (laughs) Y'all both are like twins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so what the fuck else are we talking about, Damage? Uh, We can talk about, um, (laughs) let's talk about check babies, right? Okay. So future, what, he's on his, (laughs) what is this, number five? For people listening to the show, we did not prepare today, but this is the thing about being a skilled talent person. Yeah, I mean, person. Can, let's talk about future. Future, you know, we know him for you know making good records and having baby moms. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess his, um, I don't know which number of baby mom this is. I don't. I think it's like nine or nineteen. You're it's just making some, that up. No, he has eight kids. He has eight kids. I don't mean he has nine he baby has, moms. He has eight baby mamas. <laughs> no, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> don't. I think it's like future, six. No, because I'm, I'm, I have a mental picture right now. From the Wendy show when she talked about it, and there were literally eight women on the screen. I thought it was six. No, All right, it doesn't matter. Six of them have faces, but two were faceless. Yeah, so uh, I can't say her name, Elaza Rain, the, the, the eighth or sixth now, one. Now, you know if you stick your dick in a woman named Elaza Rain, you're going to have problems. Damn. I, right? Well, Future's saying she got pregnant on purpose, saying uh, that she refers to her daughter as a check baby. <laughs> Now, this is a thing. What's a check baby? This is a thing where girls be having, you know, babies with dudes just to secure their next 18 years. This no, is a thing. that's not happening. No, this is a thing. These women are not bringing a whole life into the world for a check. You're crazy. Really? That's like the plan. Why? <laughs> I can't say this is her plan. I don't know if that's her plan. So when you meet a girl out, do you ever feel like, do you do you have a sensor for check baby? Check babyitis or whatever we call it. Yeah, I don't know I'm what... trying to get the check out of her. Why? <laughs> yeah. You're not trying to get the check out of her. That's what I'm looking at. Are you really? Yeah. How do you get the check out? Like... Because it's no, you're not gonna get nothing from me. Wait, but do you want a, you want a woman to trick on you? Yeah. What's wrong really? with that? Why? Yo, sometimes you know, as a man, when you out here dating and courting women, sometimes you want to see what it's like to be on the other side. No, nah, on the other side of the table. I think men, buy me some food. I think men should get tricked on only if it's from another man. Nah. Because men are the provider. Women tricks are the best. Really? Yeah, because they think about the shit I wouldn't think about. Like, they go get me massages, and I'm getting hand rubs and face scrubs. Shit I didn't even think that I should be tricking mm. on myself with. No, she's providing that. But but what about shoes? Shoes? Of, no, see, now there's an old tale that if a woman buy you shoes, then it's like... Gonna, she's going to walk out of your life. Or that's why she gets life. you the foot scrub and rub. Mm-hmm. She yeah, ain't going to get well, you shoes. But niggas back in the days, the Flintstones didn't have shoes. They was running out of people's <laughs> lives just without... Shoes. <laughs> so when I'm dating a girl, I'm trying to see if I can get the check from her. But no, this is the thing. I, I, I unfortunately I got a few friends that move like that. They be like, "Who's at the club? I'm trying to do this and do that," and they try to catch you slipping to get this baby out of you. Have you ever gotten somebody pregnant on accident? No, no. thank God. But if you did, terrifying. Nah, I ain't gonna say that. Terrifying. I, there's things I just can't say anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, people. I'm trying to get a little bit more corporate. <laughs> So we talked about uh, Steven Spielberg last one of our oh, last shows. We yeah. talked about Sp- Steven Spielberg's daughter, and I finally got a picture of her because when we all was talking, I didn't really get to see her. Now, what does she look like? <laughs> she kind of looked like a cabbage patch doll. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think so? She looked more like a garbage pail kid, <laughs> and she had that slurred, that delayed speech really took me out. Leave her alone. 
She needs she. She the, would be great. In now porn. the part that I said about her fucking ET dressed up like Miss Cena, right? That was hilarious. <laughs> that ain't right. Yo. I feel like she could go in the porn direction, like really direct porn. Like she could take the knowledge she learned from her dad and really make some big productions. So she should like build out a stage of like the color purple porn division. That porn could be version. crazy. Tell me about it. The color purple and porn. Tell me about it. It's gonna be dramatic. <laughs> what part? <laughs> so when they're at dinner, <laughs> so when they're at dinner, she said, "Oh, the shit you did to me, I did to you." Basically, would then flash back to her fucking somebody else. Yeah, it's in the field. It's kind of. I don't right. think we should do that. Yeah, color purple. But if porn, you think about it, if I good. okay, let me list the porn that I'd want to watch. I would definitely want to see the like remakes. I would want to see a porn called "Set It Off." Yeah, that could be lit. But again, what are you robbing? Because you can't take the vagina because that's rape. And we yeah, all learned not, that that's, we're that's not, going not in road. the era of Me Too. You can't have no fake rape scene, right? Mm. So what would you be stealing? Damn. I don't know. Everything I would say would be terrible. <laughs> okay, let's move so on. So this show's become so corporate now. We can't fucking laugh. And you people are the reason why we can no longer say the shit that if you go back 100 Yo. episodes, that we said shit 100 episodes, I know what y'all going to do. Y'all going to wait till I get the real bag, and they're going to put out a clip saying, do you remember when he said this about Ariana Grande? Did we delete that episode? I hope so. Damn. <laughs> can't say nothing no more. Everybody's sensitive. Girl Strip could be a good remake for porn. That could be a good nah, one. Nigga. Yeah, nah, I will watch that. Nah, nigga, I want to see Boys in the Hood. <laughs> nah, Boys in the Hood. <laughs> Wait, but if Boys in the Hood pulled up on Girls Trip. That'd be crazy. That could be like a gangbang out of heaven, <laughs> right? Fuck. I'm going to tell Tiffany Haddish to produce that. What, a Girls Trip like porn remake? The boys in the Hood pulling up on Girls Trip, but like a collaboration where, you know, Ricky may get shot, but he getting shot up by the homie. Because he fucked this girl? No, not shot up with guns. You know, it's a different type of porn. Wait. It's my boys in the hood. My version. Oh. Yeah, because you'd be like, yo, he shot up Ricky. Like, y'all shoot you up too. What do you mean? <laughs> Never mind. It's real gay. <laughs> what are we doing? What is the, the people? We are giving you an extra show today because we had nothing else to do. I don't know what the fuck we're doing, but you're still tuned in because you're like, this is. Because you love us. This is the dumbest shit ever. The show's going down the hill. All I'm right. trying to find more topics in my What phone. else are we talking about? <laughs> so J-Lo and Shakira in the news. We put on oh, Hollywood damn. Unlocked. They got 1,300 FCC violation charges, I guess, because they shook their ass. That's what people do. First of all, they did rehearsal for the Super Bowl. No one noticed that they're going to be shaking their ass all 15 rehearsals before. So you think Shakira's <laughs> performing and there's not going to be one ass shake? It's Shakira. But I kind of feel like Janet Jackson somewhere eating a Twinkie like, fuck, I'm happy these bitches got it. Because yeah. she got destroyed for showing her little nipple. She didn't even show it. A man ripped it off and then he acted like he had nothing to do with it the whole time <laughs> afterwards. It's like, all right, JT. You're the first man I heard blame... A man. The man. What I'm saying is, I feel like it was a plan. He act like after it happened, he had no idea what was going on. Like, bro, you grabbed her titty and revealed it. Speaking of Jan Jackson, can I just say I'm tired of her acting shy? You too fucking old. <laughs> you too fucking old, but this whispering shit that you doing... Joey, tell her to stop whispering and stop. You don't like the whisper? It's sexy. No, no, no. Fuck no. I'm sick of the whispering. In fact, all the Jacksons, 
Starting today, you can no longer whisper. She even whispers in the music. Why? That's her voice. That's it's probably little. why. That's probably why people aren't hearing her on the charts. Oh, because they can't hear. But it's Janet Jackson. I get it. No, she's beautiful. She's she, from the waist up. She can move her ass off. But I'm telling you right now, stop fucking whispering. What happened with the waist down? It's just there. <laughs> it don't move. <laughs> Janet still turn be the moving. camera over here. Get away from me. <laughs> No, I love Janet Jackson. She's a fucking icon. You know, she's a, she's a legend. She's an icon. She'll never come on this show because, you know, we're we're the gutter pretty much for her. Um, you never know. She might come over here whispering. Nah, Janet. What's she going to say? Hello, everybody. I'm nice to be here. What? Come on. You would love to have Janet would, on the show. I would die if Janet Jackson came on the show. Let her come over here and whisper. She whispered to me. Janet's not coming on the show. But Rihanna told me for herself. Ooh. You both were there. Rihanna told me herself she's coming on the show. What her breath smell like? She, everything with her smells. I know. Rich. I just want to smell Rihanna. She smells rich. I told her exactly what I said. You smell fuck. You smell like your money got money. I know what the perfume smell like, but now I want to get a more in depth well, like. She said it's her own scent, and she told me she's gonna. Did she not say she was gonna send me a bottle? You think she got her own gum? Rihanna, stop playing with me, son. Huh? No, I feel I like Rihanna know. got everything like specially made for her. I also told Rihanna she's the only woman that could get it. That's true. I did. The only one. Because I know it's not attainable. Walk me through it. No. How would you get I, it? I have a gag. It, no. <laughs> How would you Gag-y. get it? Gag-y. <laughs> <laughs> How would you get it, Jason? Oh, my God. Did so you palm it? Let's move right. My allergies are starting up here. Let's move on. <laughs> no, but I do love Janet Jackson. Please don't. I don't. Don't. Stop sending the clip in her DM telling her that we're, we're not hating on Janet Jackson. Hell I'm no. just saying, like, we're in an era now where you, you can't be an icon in the castle anymore. The people got to touch you. People got to people got to feel connected to you. Uh, you should just not gonna move. You don't feel like Janet be putting her like business out there in her music. I could think of a few songs, and I'm like, Any, I'm not the biggest Janet fan, but I think of some songs. And I'm like, she shit. gotta be telling her After business. After seeing the Bobby Brown story, anytime, any place sounds like uh, oh yeah, escapade. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I love Janet Jackson though, but stop whispering. <laughs> Whole family blanket. Stop whispering. <laughs> Mad at the whispering everybody? Yeah, just I mean I don't know. It's just you know, Sade could whisper. Does Sade whisper? Sade I don't doesn't think whisper. Sade whispers. Yeah. Damn. Shade talk to you like an auntie. She she's, tell you what it is. She's gorgeous too. Yeah. Speaking of auntie, everybody's still mad at Gail. They just can't Poor shake Gail. it. But no, wait, no, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Let me back up. Yeah, people are mad at Gail, but people are even more madder at Snoop, which really? I don't understand. Once you called her a dog faced bitch, it kind of went it <laughs> went left. <laughs> but he was upset. Right. I mean, look, I I mean, Minister Farrakhan has sounded off now, but he's supporting Snoop. I was upset. And I don't even know Kobe. Yeah. Snoop has known Kobe since he's came to LA. Yeah. They grew kind of like together. You know, Snoop was already an icon then, but I can't even imagine how he felt when he looked at that. So sometimes you say some shit and you got to take it back. You apologize. Okay, but we, we've left Gail alone, so now we need to leave Snoop alone. Leave Snoop the fuck uh, alone. Yeah, Snoop apologized 15 times. Leave now, it alone. Now I am mad at Snoop, though. Why? He went on the red table talk to talk about it with a turtleneck on. You are Snoop Dogg. You've already said it's your apology in the, in the production your, studio. You said your apology on Instagram. The world saw it. Let's move on. Why does he have? Is he doing damage control now? Yeah, of course. Oh, speaking of damage control, hey, hey. No, I, I mean, think about this, man. Snoop is at that pedigree where he's a role model. He's a father. He's he an re- icon. He's he an represents icon. so many things. So for him to degrade. What it looks like to degrade a black woman. It's just not a good look for Snoop. Because Snoop, when you think of Snoop, you think of family. It's Uncle Snoop. You can't have Uncle Snoop and he's cursing and calling Auntie Gail a dog face bitch. But it's but that's it, a dysfunctional no, family. No, I'm gonna tell you why he can. Because he's the leader of the dog pound. 
So he knows a dog face when he sees a dog face. And I feel like it was it stayed consistent with his brand. It was on brand. Why are we doing this show? Gail, you know I like you, but if you don't get over my book, we got a problem. Because mm. I went to her office and she still hasn't hit me back. Gail, get the damn book. Yeah, but she, she hasn't. Her people hit me. Would you uh, do an interview with Gail? Of course. Gail King is still Gail King. I'm, I'm telling you, I do all this for entertainment, but I'll say I have Gail's back only for the sense that was she wrong? Yes. The second question was the wrong part, right? Mm-hmm. And how she could have phrased it could have been different. But, I, but I'm over people attacking her like that because she's a black woman. That's why they're doing it. It's because she's a black woman. Can we throw away all the things Gail has done in her career because no. of this one situation? I don't think you can throw away every single thing Oprah's done in her career and around the world because of the Michael Jackson thing. You can mm-hmm. throw most of it away. You can't throw it all away. <laughs> Oprah, you fucked up. You still got to come in. You got to. Oprah, you have to come on this show. Yeah, Oprah is never going to come here. But Oprah does need to, she she needs to, like, her people need to get in touch with the culture mm. and, like, figure out how no, to that's true. Get, build a culture uh, a culture council. I think everybody, to a degree, can't think they're above the culture because there's a point in money you make where you feel like, oh, I control culture so much, but there's going to be a point where you realize that you're never above the culture. But let me say you something You got to check in. But let me say something to you. When you're a global icon... Your money's coming from Saudi Arabia. It's coming from Dubai. It's coming from London and Paris. Mm-hmm. You get money. You get money on top of money, and all the stuff that you hear the fodder in this country. You like I, y'all got Donald Trump. Y'all a whole fucking joke. I'm over here. We had a whole meeting and found with Instagram and found out that eighty percent of the people on Instagram are from around the world. Only twenty percent are in the U.S. Damn. That made me look at my whole business like, yo, I'm about to go to Paris next week. You got I gotta to. You got to be global. To got to. We got to be global. Yeah. That's why we traveling, though. Herpes are global, too. Herpes is everywhere. Damn. You imagine you somewhere in the sand with a motherfucker in the Mediterranean, and all of a sudden they tell you, hey, I got to tell you something. I got herpes. Like, fuck. We not smoking hookah. We can't even smoke hookah now. Fuck. You know, that's why they, they invented. Remember, when, I don't know. When I first started smoking hookah, they didn't have the tips. <laughs> well, and we, then it was like crack lip herpes was going around because of the hookah. And then they started giving tips. I really? remember this. This is when I was like in college. Jesus. They used to just pass around the metal. Who, but who creates? See, this is why I kind of be like, okay. Now, I know my book is called God Must Have Forgotten About Me. And you read the book and you realize he didn't forget about me. But then you start to think of like, who would put herpes on this earth? Is that the devil? I, that's a good question. Where the fuck does that come from? And I didn't even know a cold no. sore on the mouth was a herpy. Yo, first of all, the devil made the infinite gonorrhea because that's hell on earth. That's hell on earth. That's what that's what the devil made. You you give me gonorrhea, I can't get rid of. I'm shooting you in the face. How do you? I'm shooting yeah. you. I'm just and I'm gonna do a press conference. Yep, I shot that motherfucker. My dick is still on fire as we speak. Nah, yeah, <laughs> fi- dick burn. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. All right. Well, um, how, how much- do you even have sex when you have gonorrhea to give it to somebody? I can't even take this. This is too much. My spirit is on fire, but it ain't gonorrhea. <laughs> he got that we've gonorrhea. Hit a, we've hit a bump in the road, people. You know, uh, I'm, I'm going to learn stand up. Would you do stand up with me? Hell yeah. We I said you should do a one man show. Yeah, but I don't know how to do that. Easy, yo. Your book. I need another man to help. Your me. book can turn into a one man show. Yeah, but that's too, too. That's too emotional. That's what people love about the one man show. It's funny. It's emotional. It's where you act out the scenes. Yeah, you kind of like reliving your life the way you want to do. You should do one. Uh, one. But would it be just me by myself? Yep. Nah. That's too I mean, you can do whatever fuck you want. It's your show. Right. Damn. But one man show be lit. Yeah, I don't want to have to give myself up to the foster care system every day. 
<laughs> you want to relive it? Like, no. I, that that shit is just, no. I relive my brother. That's not funny. No, no. I know it's not funny. So I don't know why I'm, I'm laughing. I'm over this show. That's <laughs> why I'm laughing because I'm I'm surprised we're still talking. Those of you listening, thank you for sticking around. I know half the time we show up, it's some fucking it's amazing. But today is just damn. We went from herpes to foster care. This is this show is going down the drain. Having a great time. The <laughs> only reason I wouldn't do stand up comedy is because if somebody booed me. Mm. I would want to delete their Instagram account. But that's why you should do a one-man show, because if it get emotional at some point, and somebody boos that, someone in the crowd will whoop their ass. If I, could give, if I give myself up to foster care in my one-man show, and I look over and somebody's giggling, I'm going to jail. Oh, shit. Because it's like... Or like know, texting on their phone. Can I tell you what somebody said to me on my Instagram? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> I fucking hate the world. <laughs> they said to me, this is a real person, too. God didn't forget about you. Your parents did. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> they just left that on your page? <laughs> Yo, I, people are nuts. I can't even believe how mean the world is. Did like, you respond? Oh, of course. I ain't going to say what I said, but yeah, I laid. Yeah. I mean, the lace front was too far back for her to even have that kind of comment. But it was it was one of those things where I was like, Wow. People will literally say the meanest shit to you. Of course, I'm. You know, I've worked. Through I think myself. they feel like you can take it, though. I can't take it. Yeah, but, but be very clear. I'm not a bottom. I know the Charlemagne has created this whole conversation. When I say I could take it, you know, they can take a little clip and say, "Oh, Jason Lee said he could take it." I could take a joke. I could take an insult. Do people assume you're a bottom often? Yes. Not why? often. I'm just saying, why? Why? Damn do you feel I'm like... not gonna do an interview with you about. <laughs> 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 I just want to understand how this makes you feel. Because I think the idea of, you know, like, uh, you know, like Charlemagne had pointed out the bottom's lives matter. And I was saying to him, like, there's no shame in playing your position. Charlemagne has a movement called Bottoms Lives Matter. Charlemagne is, is infatuated with the old conversation of bottoms. Okay. I don't know where that stems from. <laughs> but he'll be on our show one day. And, yeah, we are you know, excellent. Yeah, he, you know, I, when he interviewed me, he had his, his old ass was jiggling right there. And I'm like, it looked like jello. I'm like, if you don't get this ass and balls away from me while I'm sitting here trying to have a conversation about my book, like, it's just, you know, it was a little uncomfortable. No, I think, like I said, the reaction when you was talking to Roy. Is this show over yet? <laughs> Is this show? People, I promise you when Melissa comes back, we're going to be on our best behavior. Do you feel like Melissa brings the best out of us? No. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. There are some times where I look over at her and I go, damn, I can't say this because I know she's going to be like rolling her eyes or looking at me crazy. <laughs> she is somewhat of a balance. But there are times we just when once we get into a groove, you know, and, and, and we work through all the stuff, it just rolls out. I feel like I'm an enabler. Because no, stuff you say is just so funny. <laughs> no, you're the balance. You know, people love and they love that you're the balance. They love that you have, you know, you have smart questions and you, you, you know, you, yeah, they, they love <laughs> Until you. So they hear this herpy conversation we got for them today. Yeah, well, listen, there are people listening right now and the people that are going to leave comments on the page, I'm going to tell who you are. No, but honestly, you we got herpes and you whisper at work. We shouldn't herpy shame, though. Yeah, we a should. lot of no, people no, dealing with that. No, we should. It is low key like a serious thing. If you hug me and have a herpy. You've definitely hugged more than 20 people with herpes. Well, apparently everybody in the room has a herpes. Has herpes in your body. If you have cold sores, that's a herpes. I don't get cold sores. That's you, but you held people that had a cold sore once upon a time. One time I bit my tongue and forgot. Two days later, I had bit my tongue and it was swollen in a little spot over here. And I thought it was a lump. I went to the doctor just so they could look at the lump to make sure it wasn't a herpes. Shout out to that doctor. Yeah, doctors like playing in my mouth, though. That's the thing I don't understand. Like, what... (laughs) 
anyway all right everybody listen i'm gonna tell you our secret to preparing for today's show we didn't and <laughs> you know we appreciate you for logging in and enduring melissa's gone Damage, I thought you did a phenomenal job in uh, being an investigative reporter on bottoming and <laughs> and me exploring the world of herpes and porn, uh, porn, black film porn uh, stuff. And those of you who don't like this show, you're a fucking hater because I'm going to tell you, you would not be able to have a reckless escape every other exactly. two days a week. Mm -hmm. Only here two days a week. So we got a guest. Oh, yeah, we have a guest coming up. See more cash. Yeah. Cash. Okay. So here we go. Here we go. We have a friend of mine in the building, Cash. Cash straight out of Minneapolis. Are you in Minneapolis or are you in California? Because you, you tend to travel. And then you were in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, um, cur currently I'm in Florida right now, man. Florida um, boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, down near Orlando, man, chilling out. Doing what? With the fam, man. Um, just, just been working on my business behind the scenes, to be honest with you. I needed a break from Hollywood, so... Well, you know, I mean, you don't like the beautiful weather. I mean, it's of it's course, sunny. Of course. I, got, I have my first son too, so you know, we're gonna get into that in a minute <laughs> because it's been a while. But no, I mean, uh, we have Mickey Mouse here in California. They have Mickey Mouse in Orlando. Mm -hmm. uh, do you go to the theme park in Orlando though? Because I found it to be boring. Man, I'm. I be honest with you, bro. I didn't. I didn't work, do music, build cars, nothing for a full year. I, I had my son every day. We was at, we was at Disney World. Mm. So, yeah, we enjoy that shit, man. So, I first met Cash, I don't even know how many years ago. It was way before Hollywood Unlocked. It was before when I was trying to do Hollywood Unlocked. I've had a lot of experiences over the, this life. Mm -hmm. But you were an artist uh, and still are artist. But you came here from Minneapolis uh, with your family. Don Benjamin, who's a friend of mine, is your Absolutely. cousin. Absolutely. And um, you've been doing this music thing for a while. What has been your experience so far just w through the journey? Because we've all had our experiences. Oh, man, I just seen a lot of snaky behavior. You know what I'm saying? I'm from a small town, so we, when we say we're going to do something, we do something. That's just the mentality. And then me, obviously, always having a foot in the streets. My code of ethics is a lot different than what the industry standards are mm -hmm. as far as how they handle business. You know what I'm saying? So when you got here, did you, <clears throat> when you came here, did you have the idea of wanting to stay an independent artist? Did you want to look, were you looking for a major label or, because nowadays, especially we've had a chance to rapper on the show, yeah. there's so many ways of putting out music. You can go direct to consumer now, whereas before you had to have a big uh, marketing engine behind you. Well, we, yeah, when we got out here, it was, you know, the social media shit really wasn't popping like that. Um, MySpace. It was pre-Instagram, right? Yeah, way pre-Instagram. We was out here when MySpace was really rocking. And so when we came out, we were um, looking for a deal. We found a, um, a deal with Universal, an independent through Universal. And they had a dude, um, I'm not going to say his name, but he ended up going to jail. So as we were signing this contract um, with Universal, he ends up going to jail, contracting Nolan Void. Lucky to even get out of that situation and not owe nobody nothing. And uh, yeah, man, we've been rocking ever since. Um, so around the same time I started Hollywood Unlocked, you had the song Bounce Back. Um, that was in 2015. Yeah. And ironically, uh, Big Sean is on his <laughs> way up here to the show sometime soon. Um, there was controversy that you had claimed that he took the song. Abs absolutely, man. Um, so yeah, I dropped a song in 2015. And um, nobody was really talking about bouncing back from nothing. That wasn't even in people's music. And I happened to be going through exactly that situation at that time. So... When I went and shot the music, and shout out to my cousin Don, who was in the video, that shit went on Worldstar. Two days. It was like 4.5 million views. Yeah, we crazy. did 4.5 million views. So they beat out a song that he had with Jenny Aiko on the, on, he had a Worldstar that day, and Rick Ross's video. So at that point, um, I was going through some personal things um, with my ex-wife or whatever, and we was getting a divorce. So I literally kind of was like dodging shows and shit and kind of had a foot in the street. So I definitely was not trying to stay out of the light. 
And so 2016 rolled around and Homie came out with the exact same thing. But not only that, he did an interview talking about his process of how he came up with this song. <laughs> what did he say? Because I, I missed that. He was just talking about his inspiration and like how somebody else brought it to him and told him about the concept. So if either you or somebody from your camp, but regardless, you know, you should have definitely yelled at me and said, hey, you know, Cash, I like what you're doing here. Let's remix this joint and, you know. So did he, it was like a direct copy? Like I mean, the hook, a, did he try to change it up a little bit? To be honest with you, like when you his is like a more sped up version. His his verse and stuff is totally different, but the hook and the melodies and like you don't say bounce back after every single thing you say and then say like that's not my cadence. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you don't only took like the flow and like the words, but you took the cadence of the song and my ad lib. So it is what it is, though. And so how did you bounce back from that? No pun intended. <laughs> how did you bounce back from that? I mean, have you ever had a chance to talk to Sean or? Nah, so I mean, I went and obviously got a lawyer and shit, um, you know, and and I I wasn't really gonna trip off of it. At first, it was like it was flattery, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm like, oh shit, you know what I'm saying? I, I created a wave, and then it was one of those situations where I started getting phone calls from friends and shit, like, yo, you hear this song? He stole your song, and I'm like, nah, nah, and I listened to it again and again, and I'm like, wait a minute, then got more and more text messages and phone calls. So when I called a lawyer and sent them the records, he was just like, yeah. Yeah, and so um, that shit cost a bag, and obviously fighting with Def Jam or whoever the fuck he signed to, mm. ain't no, that's not lightweight. So, okay, so you used to play basketball. Why? Yeah. What made you go, instead of playing sports, into music? Because music, I feel like, especially now, well, now, since 2015, since when you were really out here doing it, I mean, there's so much going on with the digital download, with SoundCloud. Yeah. I don't even know where to find music anymore. <laughs> I just listen to gospel music and stay prayed up. But um, why did you choose music over sports? Well, it really wasn't like a choosing thing. It was at one point in time, um, as my cousin Active would tell you, um, I was doing both. You know, I was living, that was kind of always the problem because I would be literally have a game and then the next day we'll have a show. But so was, we, it was two passions though. Yeah, both of my passions. But the basketball, to be honest with you, like I feel like it's like being in a relationship. When basketball do you wrong, you kind of want to stay away from it. How do you feel like uh, the sports did you wrong? Because I feel like basketball be pimping these players. Like, when you really think about the whole aspect of how the whole system works, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I learned that early on right before I left Minnesota my first year in college. So I vowed to myself that if I ever was going to go back to college, after these rules, I'm taking some money under the table because if I get hurt, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? So my whole outlook on sports and, like, whether kids should get paid is totally different. And so that's what I did. When I came out here, I was focused on music only and got found playing in the open gym at UCLA. And then from there, these coaches, I was just telling them, like, yo, you want, if you want me, you got to take my cousins with me. You got to house us. You got to pay for our rent, da, 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 da. Like, so it was still the focus was always music. I just was using mm-hmm. basketball now instead of letting it use me to get to where I wanted to go. So when did cars come into the place? Because I didn't know that you were into cars. Well, I've, I've always had a passion for cars. I know honest. you've always had a nice car, but I didn't <laughs> know that you were, like, into actually, like, designing cars well yeah my, my two younger brothers shout out to calvin and um Keyshawn. my two younger brothers actually um were way more like in the cars than i was i just was always interested in the business aspect of it and so i went to a car show and uh met some of like some pretty pretty high up people up there and um they liked my music and we started talking about building a car together and i think i think they thought i was playing until i pulled up and got that, <laughs> that thing. So what was the first car you built? Um, the only car I built is the Maserati. So I partnered, I did a partnership with Maserati um, and they allowed me to go ahead and build a car and take it to all the car shows. And um, yeah, man, I partnered with them, my rim company. Shout out to Pier Wheels. 
Um, we did AccuAir, which is like an air shot company. So it was like hydraulics on a Maserati. That's not like something an average dude can do. Like, how did that even come about? Well, to be honest with you, man, I'm a very creative individual. Like, when I want something, like, I'm, you know, I go after it. So when, um, I, after I purchased my first Maserati, the second one I went and got, um, I went and talked to the owner. Oh, okay, so in your second Maserati. Yeah, yeah, but I just wanted to show, <laughs> I wanted to show my um, my guy, my car dudes that I was serious and I went and got a car. And then mm -hmm. he was just like, yo, this Maserati is like the lower base of the one that you would need to build to like pretty much break the world. So when I, um, when I went and got the second Maserati, I talked to the dude about the partnership and gave him like my vision and told him culturally how this would be a good situation mm -hmm. because I feel like they're not, when a lot of brands, they don't market to our people. They don't market to our demographic, even though, you know, our spending, we spend the most money. Yeah, we also have really bad credit. We do, we do. Sometimes, <laughs> no, that's well, not everybody though, no. Well, we we kind of tapped it Listen, 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 we didn't tap into this, we tapped into this credit thing now, man. I think I think we starting to get a hold of this credit thing. I'm seeing a lot of more, I'm a lot more people with, with good credit scores. So when you say you design, like, help me understand, you, you designed the Maserati, what did you actually do? Did you, was it just paint work? Was um, it actual Yeah, so like spe the? special, special wrap, um, body kit, um, the rim pattern that I have mm -hmm. um, through Pure Wheels. Um, we did all the logos and all that stuff, man. Oh shit! Custom suspension, like which means that it's never been done on a Maserati, so we like created our own suspension for the Maserati. Wait, so you've been at the dub shows? Were you highlighting yeah. the car at the dub shows? Because oh, I haven't been to a so, dub show in so years. So that's how, that's kind of how I grew my following, to be honest with you. So the car thing for me, um, just was marketing, know, marketing exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I'm passionate about it, but my in my in the contract I was signed with these people, like I need to be performing here as well. So my car, Smart. my car was actually winning all the awards at the shows, and I was getting to perform and reaching a different demographic with my music. I was watching my numbers shoot up, and you know, I just was in a different light. I didn't, I didn't, sometimes don't like the light of how artists get painted nowadays. Mm -hmm. So I definitely wanted to, you know, be able to perform more of a, in a corporate setting. That's interesting because I think that that was one of the marketing tactics that Monster Headphones made. They rest in peace. But when they were thriving, one of the things that they had done is mm -hmm. they had flown to Germany to do a deal with Volkswagen mm. to put the monster sound in the car, but then yeah. then we're talking about becoming the sound for the arena to get the people. I think people don't realize like in building an audience, you got to be creative. Yeah, you can't just no, put 100%. shit out there and think that everybody's gonna find it. Mm -hmm. yeah, I went to school for business, man. So I was, you know, um, and me and my ex-wife, we we had several businesses. So I was always kind of been tapped in on that side of things. And when I went about them, I told them I'm like, hey, when I built this car, it's gonna help your bottom line. These, fly, these cars are gonna start flying off the shelves, and sure enough. Now, I was recently on The Breakfast Club, and Charlemagne, I had shared with him in my book, I, I outlined a 30-day plan of how I ended my relationship with a person I was involved with who also had business stuff together. Mm. So, when you oh, talk damn. about your ex-wife, what was your plan and when you all were separated on how to, like, because you dissolved the businesses and stuff? Well, no, I mean, I kind of, I'll be honest with you, man, and that's, that's around the time I may bounce back, to be honest with mm -hmm. you. So, going through that situation, um, with me, man, I, we both still loved each other, so I wanted to just leave the situation. You know, let me, I'll rebuild, you know. And um, you left her with everything? Everything, everything. I'm not trying to fight you over nothing. We're not, we're not trying to do all that. See, that's what, a real, that's what I do. That's what a real man does. Yeah, step I mean, away. I could, step because away. you know you're going to get it back. Yeah, no, the, the shit you can't get back is the arguments and the physical and mental scars y'all have fighting on the way out. Well, unless the ex is trash, then you take everything and just leave, it, leave them fucking <laughs> no, that's, strong. That's, that's, that's your style, man. I mean, that, that chapter five, the toxic ass nigga I talked about, I left him with, a, I, I got him a bus ticket and I left him with a dog. And y'all niggas get on the bus and I ain't seen him since. <laughs> man, he rest in peace. So, okay. So on, on top of all the business stuff, charity is important. Why is charity 
and philanthropy important? Um, for me, just because I came up in a very unfortunate situation, pops on on crack, mom, um, mental health problems, very good woman, but mental health issues and just not having and being feeling like being in a position where I can always give back. My cousins know that about me. Me always been the type of person, if I got it, you got it. So now being at a position in my life where I'm able to, you know, organize charities and, like, help my friends out. It's been times my friends, like, in Inglewood call me, yo, cash. Because that's where I was, when I first moved out here, I was in Inglewood for, for a minute. Um, so shout out to my dude, Durant. He would do, always do charity work. He does tutoring and stuff for kids. So I would pull the Maserati up for the kids just to kind of inspire the kids. Mm-hmm. Show them that, hey, look, man, I come from the same place y'all come from. But if you really locked in on what you want to do. You can you can have this too. Wait, is it, so I just went live on Instagram with somebody from Minnesota, and they were like, "There's nothing in Minnesota." I'm like, Prince came from Minnesota. Yo, it's, it's tough, man. The 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 the, uh, the mall in Minnesota is great. You get tired walking around that motherfucker. You can get there lost. Ain't nothing to do for us. We we is it bad? Is it rough though? We're rough, bro. Rough. We've been on first forty eight multiple times. Like this, where I come from, the most dangerous part, like the north side of Minnesota, the low ends all the way to high ends. A friend just got you know a shot in the face not too long ago, um, wow. so yeah, it's, yeah, it's just a, it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff going on there, man, and and it's actually very racist. It's not racist, but it's very racist. It's actually like the number two as far as places don't to, don't live for for colors. Really? Yeah, yeah. Man. Are there a lot of is it uh, a lot of black people there though? There's it's just in the concept. It's a melting pot. So I wasn't born in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I was I born in Minnesota at like two years old, but my family's from Kansas City, so mm-hmm. all the surrounding states. So it's like a family state. It's easy to get on welfare there. So mm-hmm. we moved to Minnesota. We was in shelter or whatever for a bit. Mine was on welfare for like the, probably the first 10 years. Now, Kansas City's a motherfucker. First of all, congratulations on the Super Bowl. <laughs> Everybody knows that I went to uh, All-Star Weekend to track down Mahomes. Mahomes, you know, we had a your mm. cool guy. Uh, he's, he has a girlfriend, so I, I left that alone. But I will say <laughs> I'm, working with the, you're, I'm working with the Kansas City governor right now to get a friend out of prison out there. It's something I don't even talk about because I've been dealing with it privately. And I asked um, Kim Kardashian to help me, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. But we we kind of figured I mean, we kind of get on track because the new the new governor her name is Laura Kelly she's a big on prison reform he went to prison for eight years first time offender for one pound of weed is one that pound? the craziest thing a pound Jeez. of weed no, yeah, I, mean, I guess it's yeah, it's wild it's yeah. always where you at man every state got a different law that's what it makes don't matter it wild. man that's y'all making billions of dollars off that of course. Free labor, and yeah. it's literally on, not now. Man. So I just said, okay, now I'm in prison reform. Here I am. I'm working to get some out of prison. Are you? Do you, do you? Coming from Kansas City, did you have a? But you weren't there. Rough. No, I had a back. We I, st- I always spent a lot of time in Kansas City. Cause that's we where your family's from. Yeah. Family. So all my family's from there. Now, all my uncles was just they. You know, was blood. Um, it was rough, man. It's still rough to be honest with you. Shit, really, still ain't changed. Um, but yeah. So Kansas City, yeah, we. My uncles would be selling dope off the off the front. My mom and them in the back helping cook, and all. it's just wow. Sheesh. Wow, yeah, wow. Well, I mean, it's where a lot of people in the hood learn how to hustle and learn how to take those skills and apply it to mm-hmm. business. So now Shit. we cooking up music, cars, and so we got a lot. We charities. got a lot of stuff. <laughs> we got a lot of stuff right now. So, what are your thoughts on um, being independent? Um, is it just when you're literally grinding it on your own? Well, that's the thing, man. I'm independent, so I'll, I'm definitely not going to get that title to somebody who out here getting all this extra help. Um, I'm definitely over a million dollars into my career, so I'm not going front like I've had that type of help from a, a system or a machine. But uh, independent, man, is when you out here really by yourself and you out here and you will go post your posters. You will post on your page. You're not expecting a whole 
You know what I'm saying? And that's that's how I've been out here. So, yeah, independence when you really out here on your grind by yourself, man. And you got a few counterparts that's working on the team, but y'all building it from the ground up. See, when I think of independent, I think of like E40. Yeah. I remember him yeah. pulling up in the yeah. day. He would line the wall at the hood with 40, 40 beer, and mm-hmm. then he would sell tapes out of his trunk. And then they would put up their own posters, and they would, yeah. you know, on all the light poles mm-hmm. and stuff. And I just kind of feel like, I don't know, it's too easy now to be an artist, but at the same time, it's oversaturating the market for people to find the real talent. No, and I've been dealing with that, man, because I, I feel like I've never, I've never really rode with the crowd. I've always been against the grain. I don't know if you kind of picked that up on me as over the years, like... I never was the type to be like, oh, I'm just going to go ride this wave or do what everybody else is doing. But isn't it easier to ride the wave? Yeah, I no, mean, it's I'm wavy. Like, oh, yeah. It's wavy. <laughs> you know? You know what I'm saying? But the same wave you, you ride on, you crash on. Yeah, that's true. You that's, know what I'm saying? That's when that's you true. create your own wave, you get to decide when the wave It's harder down. that way, though. It's harder. It, it's harder, it's more beneficial at the end, but it's know, harder. I watched you do the same thing, and that's why I say, man, much respect to you, dog. I really watched you come from the bottom of this mm-hmm. shit and do it your way, though. That's different. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? These people have to do it somebody else's way. I've seen you do it. Your but way. it's hard, though. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I ain't going to lie. Like, even today, you know, we had a show. Our last show was it was kind of out there. And I, I was at the house like, we ain't going to get that Clorox money if we put that out. I ain't going to get I ain't going to be able to host no award show with that. So, I mean, it's one of those things where I do agree. Like, I think the guerrilla style of just really like if you believe in yourself and you invest in yourself and you just keep going eventually it happens I think the people and you know I'm on this whole book tour now where I'm telling people like yo the minute you give up could be the minute before you made it yeah absolutely you absolutely know? absolutely so what gives you um, I mean I know not, now you're a father which is crazy because that means you're <laughs> responsible and you're not out here with all these girls man, like nah, you used to nah. be now you're, oh, you know what, man? That's how you're going to do No, but I mean, like, now you're a father, so, yeah. like, what are your, have your priorities shifted? A hundred percent, man. Like I said, I've, I've, I, my situation growing up was really messed up. I've been working since I was, like, 11 years old, hustling mm-hmm. in the street since 11. And so, for me, I never took a year or day off work. I haven't been on many vacations. Everywhere I travel is for business or I don't go. So, with my son, when I had him, I said, you know, everything stops now. Like, as the world stops in my world. So I can focus on and give him that love and attention. Mm-hmm. And when it is time for me to get back on the road, yeah, I'm familiar to him. He, he knows that I've been here. And I'm not like I'm going anywhere, but mm-hmm. it's time. You're not absent. You're, yeah, if yeah, you absolutely. are away, it's because you're working. And- absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So what do you plan to instill? What, what um, lessons do you plan to instill in him that, that you feel maybe weren't instilled in you? Um, mainly, man, just just being passionate I feel like the world lacks passion right now to be honest with you I see a lot of people doing what other people do because other people want to do it it's not enough I'm doing this because I'm motivated or inspired to do it so with him I just want him to feel passionate about everything he go to do and do it to the best of his ability Mm. Well, and if that don't work, I'm sure you're going to teach him how to go take it. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Why, hey, why you, why you, no, so, I'll give you an example. I don't mean still. I mean, like, I look at other people that do what I do, and I try to fuck with them in business, but then when I feel like I ain't getting reciprocated, I go take it. You know, like, right now I have a whole episode of Problematic out. This fucking YouTuber from hell. I didn't want no smoke with a YouTuber. What the fuck I look like talking to this basement troll? But I'm like, yo, I want to have a presence on YouTube. I'm going to go fucking fight with this gremlin and her family. And then now all the YouTubers are talking about me online and my numbers are going up. So, bitch, thanks. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, sometimes you try to fuck with people, but then if it don't work, you got to go take it. Yeah. 
I'm saying, why do you have that outlook about that on me, though? Because you, you said this to me before. Because I just think, like, you are a hustler. You are you're very strategic um, in all your businesses. I don't think you just do anything for the sake of doing it. No, um, you know, you're very calculated. Every move is lined up. And your thoughts are you're very thoughtful. Um, and you're, even your demeanor, you're just a very calm mind. You know, I, I just think you think through things. And I think that, I appreciate that a lot of people, like, there's this whole thing where I say with Hollywood Unlocked, you know, we really threw everything at the wall and whatever stuck, we just kept throwing it, you know? <laughs> and in some cases that's good, but also in, in a lot of cases now we're very strategic. Now it's very like, who are we aligning ourselves with? How are we partnering? You know, do we maintain ownership? Um, what's the distribution channel? So and it's more strategic now, but when we started, it was very like, just throw shit at the wall. Yeah, but you got, you always had to, like I said, it's, it's very few people, man. I feel like I've I've seen, because you got to think over the years how many people has been around us and not around us no more. Mm -hmm. And how many people, act, like you said, stuck. Like, it's mm -hmm. true. And watching, just watching the growth is, is crazy. And even man. looking at Don. You know, I remember, like, I remember when Don, um, when I met yeah. Don, he had 10,000 Instagram followers. I'm like, who is this fucking guy with green eyes or blue eyes? I don't know what he had. I was more looking at active anyway, so oh, it didn't matter. man. But I mean, I'm like, who is, who is, who is, who is, who is this guy, you know? But, uh, you know, he, you all have turned out to be really solid people, and, you know, we each have found our respective lanes of what we want to do. Absolutely, absolutely. We kind of grew up. A little bit. Damn it, you got a kid, Don's getting married, active, I don't know, he's still a hoe, but... He out here. Yeah, he out here in these. We don't put an actors Instagram up so y'all can slide yeah, in his Instagram. Yeah, he, he out here, out here. Well, listen. Thanks for coming on. Tell people where to find you. Wait, no. You have a new, you have a new song. You're working on a new album. Album coming out, man. May. That's the most important reason, um, other than checking in with my man's and getting your book. Talk about but, it really uh, quick. Reflections of D'Angelo, man. Um, that's my. That's actually my middle name. So I just really, I've never been able to really tell my story. As you know, I've always kind of been like in the shadows of mm -hmm. shit. So this is the first time I'm able to, you know away from the streets and away from everything I'm doing to tell my story. A reflection of D'Angelo, like D'Angelo the singer? No, that's my name. Okay, no, because I was going to say, I know you said that, but I thought maybe there was going to be a video with you, a bunch of baby oil. You know how he did oh, the whole man, brown not, thing? Not, uh, you oh, should man. do it. It would be a great marketing oh, tactic. Yeah, I you think can't hit me with the shit. Put some man, fake cornrows no. in. Yeah, you, you know, know Tiana Taylor's <laughs> husband just did that. I saw it. I messaged him about it. I messaged him. Iman, you did a great, you oh, know, I told you, you did a great job. I fuck with Iman. <laughs> great job. Oh, Iman, I told you. Oh, I texted him. He hasn't responded, but maybe it was it was we were at All Star with like Iman, I told you Iman, I told you did a great job. That boy, I tell you. But okay, so reflection of D'Angelo. So now people get to see the more personal side. Yeah, man, you just get to I get to I get to speak about everything now. You know, I, I was there's a lot going on behind the scenes. Um was involved in some situations that came up with the law, so now everything is kosher. Um, I'm in a different place in my life, and I want to, you know, I want to tell my story, man, and, and how I got to where I got to. So May 2020, um, and you're the first, um, I think, since we've redesigned our website and relaunched and everything. And by the time people get this, they'll see it everywhere. But we're, you're the first um, independent artist that we're now featuring on our music page because we oh, are, right. we, you know, we mm. we're all known for spilling the tea and having all these exclusives. But after interviewing the John Legends and the Casanovas and everybody, I'm like, yo. We really need to hone in on music too, because there's a lot of artists out here, yeah. independent artists, Man. that just they need a platform. Um, and so we're hopefully going to be extending our platform to mo most of those people. And I'm not going to South by Southwest this year because I is it already passed? When is that? No, no, it's coming up. It's coming March. Up. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> But uh, but, nah, but uh, man, your hustle is crazy. You've continually, um, you know, made moves that have put money in your pockets and other people's pockets. And you've been, um, 
you know, somebody who I think is just a testament of having like that desire to win. And oh, um, I know you're going to be a great father and I know you're going to be a tough father. And hopefully, are you married now? No, nah, I'm not. So me and my baby bump, we kind of like we. we. So there's we, no wedding. I mean, I don't know what the future holds. Man. Mm-hmm. I just know right now my main focus is just being the best father and co-parenting and, and um, you know, support, being supportive for her and anything that she has going on. All right, well, keep us posted and come back when you're here in L.A. Man, check this out with my reflections of D'Angelo. That oh, yeah, we're going to put... We'll that's going to be the dopest shit out, I promise we'll you. We'll put man. it in the video, and then you have to send us to us, and we'll put it on the site. Oh, absolutely. Appreciate you, my brother. For sure. All right, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Love. Cash. What up, YouTube? Thank you for watching this reckless show. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to hit the notification bell. And also, don't forget to share and leave a comment, because we are reading. <laughs>